This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. That can only mean one thing. Yes, he has joined us in the studio, Matthew Wade from starobserver.com.au. Happy New Year to you, mister. Happy New Year to you as well, Dean. How's it going? Very well indeed. <laughs> Lovely to see you. You too. Now, we briefly touched on it, but uh, yesterday, uh, Victoria's Minister for Health, Jill Hennessy, caught up with the gents from Prep Access Now. Do we have any outcomes? Do we know? No real substantial outcomes, Dean, but I guess the meeting was initially prompted by, you know, the kind of lack of an announcement at, on World AIDS Day. And so I guess Prep Access now wanted to speak with her and her advisor just to kind of, you know, push for an expanded trial in Victoria like they've already done in New South Wales. And while no actual concrete outcome was achieved yesterday, one thing that Prep Access now did tell me was that, you know, the team are on board, so Jill and her team are on board with expanding the trial. It's just a matter of funding. So that seems to be the main hurdle at the moment. It's not because of any kind of you know moral issue with expanding it it's just purely because you know uh funding is the main issue so from here i guess they'll go through more meetings and i think they also plan to meet with the premier's advisors and then hopefully something will come out of that <sighs> yeah it's always a, it's always a bit of a process i feel a like a process <laughs> my god I feel like we've been going through this process for the last Forever, 6 yeah. months yeah. <laughs> um we just want to we just want to do it we just and, want it we just bloody <laughs> want it just give it to us <laughs> all right uh prep orders are up and up in a big way, Bubba. In a big way. And I almost feel like this ties into the meeting they had yesterday because it almost <laughs> proves the necessity. Yeah. <laughs> We're flat out. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, one of the main pharmacies that people have been importing prep from from overseas, uh, it's a South African pharmacy called Green Cross. Um, it's a really popular one. And basically, they've reported that over between November and December of last year, the sale orders online of prep uh, jumped by about 85%, um, which is a massive number. That's a huge increase. Um, and it obviously shows that there's a massive demand for the drug. Hell yeah. Um, and obviously, like, I mean, as much as it, people are ordering online, it just shows, like, how much easier it would be and how much how necessary it is to make it accessible here. Um, and the, the guys, I, I know we probably shouldn't be um, publicising this, but um, for those who are struggling financially, mm-hmm. they have what I'm calling scholarships. Well, yeah, they basically, I know they said because of the uh, increased sales and the 85% rise, I think... They got a few bonus tubs. A few, yeah. Yeah, I think about 15 or so people will be eligible to get a three-month batch for free. So you still need a script from your doctor? Yes. But you can get a a free free lot? Yes. If you qualify. Well, that's well done to them. (laughs) Now, Melbourne's largest synagogue is going to host a Pride Shabbat at as part of Midsummer this year. Yeah, it'll actually it is That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's technically part of Midsummer, but it'll occur next Friday, so it's before it officially kicks off. Oh, it's a pre Midsummer. Um, yeah, I think it's actually the first event of the festival, but it'll be at the Temple Beth Israel, which is Melbourne's largest synagogue. Um and basically it'll be a way to honor like the Jewish LGBTI community. Um, I spoke with the rabbi at that synagogue, and he was basically just saying that you know a lot of people feel ex- can may, may feel excluded from traditional religions and things like that. So this kind of event is necessary and important because it shows that you know Jewish LGBTI people are ex- are, are celebrated and are accepted. Um, and so it should be a really great night. Fan bloody tastic, <laughs> very good. Now, uh, meanwhile, trans 
advocates have uh, condemned the recent transphobic comments made by Barry Humphreys. Now, I only caught this out of the corner of my eye yesterday. What's going on here? So basically, I was in an interview with a do- an international paper. Uh, Barry Humphreys was talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Um, and he used that as a platform to talk about trans, the trans community more widely and basically said that trans women... Oh, he didn't women, do a Jermaine Greer, did he? He actually specifically sided with, like, accepted, like, sorry, oh. said that he endorsed Jermaine's comments and said that uh, trans women were basically just mutilated men. Oh! Um, no! Yes, so... Really? Yeah. <laughs> Barry! Yeah. <laughs> Naughty! So the trans, the trans activists, yeah, <laughs> it was a really incredible. Oh, that's and like, bloody ridiculous! It's awful. I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, it's just, I mean, I know there are obviously transphobic people out there, but I just, he's I mean, a man that has fucked up. Not that that's even relevant, but uh, you're right like, for his he, career, exactly. <laughs> and he's not getting even half of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. So uh, you know, Sally Goldner, who was you know the Globe's Person of the Year last year, sure. she was basically saying, you know. Naughty Barry. She's sick of having to basically debate her existence, and both her and also Margot Fink from Minus 18 were both reflected the same sentiment that, you know, Humphreys isn't an expert on trans issues. He's <laughs> not a trans person. It um, pisses me off that yeah. we can't just let people be what they want to be. Yeah. And be so cool ridiculous. with that. I, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if it was a way to kind of bait, like it, it was going to generate a, a good headline or something. It's just something like that. But it just having, if, if he genuinely has those ideas and is, has the same sentiment as Jermaine Greer, I just think. It's awful. It's 2016. Like, how can you possibly think that's such a... But I don't think even Jermaine Greer phrased it so... So vehemently, no. I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. 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 I the think way, yeah. that was a bit rude, frankly. He's, him using the word mutilation is incredibly stigmatising, and it's yeah. actually... It's, it's, it's awful, so... Well, he should definitely know better. Yeah, he should, and he's certainly lost a lot of points with that one. Uh, now, I didn't know... I should have looked at this before I spoke to him. <laughs> CEO of the Victorian AIDS Council, Simon Ruth, who we just had on the phone, has been appointed <laughs> as a board member for Vic Health. Yeah, so... What does that mean? I guess it Sounds just important. Means, yeah. <laughs> I like to hope that it's important for uh, our sake, because I guess, the you know, earlier this week, Vic Health announced a few new board members on their team, and one of them is going to be, as you said, Simon Ruth. Um, I send him a text. <laughs> and I guess the I guess the role of those people is to help bring input and insights into the organization to help them with like i guess planning initiatives and organizing what they're going to do throughout the year and because naturally simon ruth's experience has been predominantly like in the hiv and aids sector for you know over 20 years um i'm hoping that that expertise will lend itself to new and exciting initiatives in that field so just clarify for me yes um what is vic health it's just, I guess, the peak kind of state body, you know, health body that... Uh, so it's not the... It's, it is the department or it isn't the department? Um, I think it's funded by the department. This is where I probably should... I, I feel like... No, <laughs> I, I should know myself, um, but I don't. And I, I can't kind of work out what they do. Well, I mean, my experience with them in the past has mainly been... Uh, in the realm of domestic violence, but I know that a lot of they organise a lot of different projects and initiatives. They uh, promote healthy living and, yeah. and jogging and stuff. But they're tied <laughs> they're tied quite closely with the government, and I guess they kind of work with them to develop those kind. Do of they things. do policy? Yeah, I guess they help to develop, like plan that oh, kind of stuff. We might have yes. to ask Simon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, now, what's on your hit list for Midsummer 2016, Matthew? Oh right? my goodness. Um. There's a lot of things on, to be honest. Um, there's an exhibition called Company of Men, which I think might be at the Laird or somewhere in Collingwood. Um, that's basically just going to be an exhibition of photographs and uh, videos and imagery of five men. 
Oh, yeah. We've got five yeah. minutes to fill, so I want to know what's on your hit list. Yes, yeah, so that'll be really awesome. Um, I think also some of the workers are inspired by the queer filmmaker Bruce LaBruce, who's one of my favourites. So oh, I think wow. that'll be really cool. Um, I don't think he's going to be here for that, but regardless, because it's Bruce LaBruce, I'm, I'm definitely there for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why do you like him? Um, I think because a lot of his films were very... I mean, he hasn't brought out one a in a few years. A little bit out there, weren't they? Definitely. Very yes. subversive, um, very, like, embroiled in, like, queer politics. Um, Slash porn. Yeah, at, well, I mean... Well, I mean, it's an edge, isn't there? Definitely, definitely. But I actually almost think that his films were kind of like uh, a way to comment on, you know, the heteronormative mainstream society and kind of turn it upside down. So I think it'll be cool to see some of those works or so at least uh, reflections of those works in that exhibition. Um, there's also a lot of plays, and I think it's one thing which I think is really cool at Midsummer is a lot of the stuff this year is actually going to be hosted in western suburbs i think as a way to kind of they've been doing that increasingly more and more each yeah. year and it's just taken off it's gone gangbusters over in the west it's great actually because yeah, i'm is. from the western suburbs ah, there you go um and as much as there's obviously a queer community there i think it's cool that they'll have yeah obviously plays performances out in that area as well now a little birdie told me that the number one hit so far yep. before midsummer has even started is yep kath and kim trivia Cutting and trivia. There was thirteen hundred in the pre-register. Wow! And they were only going to do, t- uh, you know, doors open, come on in. Yeah. But because there was so many pre-registered, they've actually ticketed it, and not only did they sell out one show in two hours, they sold out a second show in another two hours. So does that mean now the tickets are all sold out? Both shows are sold out. Oh my goodness! And there's rumor going around that there may even be able to squeeze a, a third one in. But how mental is that? It's funny that you say that because that was genuinely... I was going to mention that as well. Like, I thought... I'm, I'm totally down for that. Like, Kevin Kim... Like, well, you and everybody <laughs> else, apparently. <laughs> I should have gotten in early. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Sold out. That's amazing. Mental. I think I think it shows... I mean, I'm not sure how the... I mean, those two aren't even funny. <laughs> I think hello, be... Thomas. Hello, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, they were at the Midsummer, they were at the program launch um, talking, and um, they were great. I think, you know, Thomas is also going to do a show as Rhonda Butchmore, you know, doing a tour of the art centre, so surprise, that'll be really fun. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but um, oh, now I'm, I'm kicking myself. I'm hoping I can still get to the Catherine Kim one, because that'll be great. Yes, well, um, they're, they're certainly a funny duo. Um, what else have we got? Uh, will you be at Midsummer Carnival, of course? Kicks off next Sunday. Definitely. Joy that's... 94.9 will be there big time. Yes, as will Star of Zeva. Um, but I'm very excited for that. That's always the highlight for me because, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an, uh, an opportunity for, I guess, all the queer community to come together and celebrate, um, and it'll be really wonderful. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's so many things. Like, it's actually, like, we're pretty spoiled for choice this year, but I guess there are a lot of different uh, theatre shows and cabaret performances and things like that that I'm really interested in seeing. Well, I, I can let you in on a little secret. Next week, Tanil Moisel, Festival Director of Midsummer, yes. is going to be joining us right here on the line to fill us in on what we need to go and see. Matthew Wade from starobserver.com.au. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio today. Thanks, Dean. My name's Dean Beck. Thank you so much for joining me. Till next time, keep well, take care, bye-bye. This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. Your community. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.